Okay, I want to get deep with you, but I don't have the foundation to hold your depth. And a lot of people are disappointed and hurt right now because they opened up to people who weren't able to, they don't have the capacity to, to, to receive their flow. And so they're flowing out to someone who doesn't have a cup to receive them. So we got a lot of hurt people that are very upset about this, very upset that they opened up and it didn't work out, very upset that they poured their heart out and someone ignored it, dismissed it made it worse, right? We got a lot of people who are very upset right now because they didn't have enough bound they didn't have boundaries around the intimate parts of them. So they overflowed to people who could not receive them. I am Taylor Chandler. I'm a licensed therapist, host of this podcast Boundaries and Grace, and leader of my practice Reattach. My mission is to help you shift to secure attachment uprooting anxiety and avoidance, replacing with clarity and peace, you will shift. Hey, are we ready to talk about soul ties? I have my notes for you. I have a lot to share. First off, I, these two questions I just dropped in my Q&A. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to do a Q&A here soon. I put a box in my in my stories if you want to drop some in there. Um, of course, I put the Q&A box up right after I said I was going to do this live. So, of course, the questions that I got on this box, that, that round, were about the soul ties. So, um, thank you. I'm feeling refreshed. I'm feeling good. Thank you. All right. So, let's let's just answer these first two questions. Let me get warmed up. What is this question was this? What, what is a soul tie? A soul tie is an intense emotional and spiritual connection, especially after physical intimacy. Soul tie. Okay. An intense emotional and spiritual connection, especially after physical intimacy. The question was, what is a soul tie? Next question is, can a soul tie be one way? Um, now personally, I would not call that a soul tie. You can Google soul tie, YouTube soul tie. Soul tie is not by any means in a fish. There's no official definition of soul tie. Okay. So different people will say different things about whether it will, whether it can be one-sided or two-sided. I'm telling you what I think. I would not call a one-sided soul tie. I would not call it a soul tie, a one-way soul tie. I would not call that, call it that. I would call that an unhealthy attachment. I would call that attaching to somebody who does not have an attachment to you. That's what I would call that. To me, a soul tie and a bond go together. So if you are the only one who feels bonded, um, if you are the only one that kind of feels that pull, that tug, that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I can't do this without you. Like, I just feel like if you're the only one who feels that, I would call that an unhealthy attachment. If you're the only one who feels bonded, I would call that an unhealthy attachment. A soul tie often has this messy back and forthness about it. And a one-way soul tie does not produce that one-way messiness. Okay. So I would not call a one-way connection a soul tie because you cannot go back and forth with somebody who isn't, um, isn't present, isn't attached, doesn't care. Um, okay, so let's add a little nuance to this. If you're the only one in the drama, I will say this with a one-way soul tie. I believe, and I believe that I have experienced this myself, okay, that you really can, I believe you can experience someone pulling on you in the spirit. 
I believe that that exists. And I also believe that there are times when we have an unconscious attachment to that person. And that's why we're still, you're still feeling that person in the spirit because there's still something in you that has an attachment, maybe not consciously. And well, it wouldn't be conscious if you're saying, no, I don't, but really you do. Right. So in those, in cases of an unconscious attachment, which would mean that you do not know about it, which would mean that it is helpful to ask for this help anyway. Okay. It means that I am, I I might be saying, I feel this person pulling on me. I don't feel like I'm connected to them. Like I'm attached to them, but I'm feeling this pull on me. I need to cut this cord. And this is my, so for my people who want a little bit of extra power, I'm going to ask God to reveal to me or take care of the unconscious attachment that I have to this person. This is a level of humility. Sometimes people like the idea of somebody having a soul tied to them because it makes you feel important. But a level of humility is necessary to say, you know what? Maybe there is something in me that still is wanting something from this other person. Maybe there is still something in me that has an attachment to this person that I am not aware of or that I do not want to see. And so I will ask God. I will ask God straight up. Hey, God, look, there's something about this attachment that I cannot get off of my mind. There's something about this attachment. I cannot get this person out of my dreams. There's something about this attachment. And I am not aware enough. This is a prayer, y'all. Come on, man. This is what we got to do. And I do not have the awareness to know, God, what to ask you for or how to ask for it. And so I will ask you. To reveal to me any parts of me that are still attached to this person. I will ask you, God, to take, to cut what I do not know is even there to cut, to cut what I feel that I, that I feel in some part of me that I am unable to cut, to cut what I am afraid myself to cut. I need, and I need some extra support. So it's motivating to do it when you, when you know what to ask for. And when you want that person gone, it is a different stance that you have to take when you don't know why you still have this attachment or when you, when you don't really want to remove it, but you know that you have to. So you got to ask for extra support. God, you tell me, reveal to me what part of me is still attached to this person. And I will trust you to take care of it the way that you see fit. Good. Identify the lesson and express gratitude and send them on their way. Sometimes someone keeps popping up in your spirit or popping up in your dreams, popping up in your memory. Okay, because you haven't identified the lesson that is attached to them. And so you keep getting the replay. You keep getting the replay and you get it in your memory and you get it in your dreams and you get it in your spirit. And then you get it in other human beings that manifest that same lesson again and again and again. I did. So if there is something in, in you that's showing up with you feel like somebody's pulling on you or you're pulling on somebody else, identify the lessons, express gratitude for the lessons, say, thank you. I have no more need for you. I leave you. Thank you. I have no more need for you. I leave you. Thank you. I have no more need for you. I leave you here. Okay. Y'all good on that? Identify the lessons, express gratitude. Yes, yes, yes. Makes you so powerful for moving forward. Yeah, 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 it does. It does. It is deep. So let's go into soul ties the way that I see it. Here's the way that I see it. You are merging your spirit and emotions with someone 
without <laughs> the sustainability for a relationship. You are building a mansion with no foundation. You are on sand and not the rock. Soul ties, the way that I see it, you are merging your spirit and emotions with someone without the sustainability for a relationship. You are building a mansion with no foundation. You are on sand and not the rock. What makes it unsustainable? So there's a lack of emotional maturity. So people are show, the people in these types of relationships show up as controlling and fearful. And you can be passively controlling. It's like a passive aggressive manipulation. Okay. Or you can show up overtly controlling. You're controlling and you're fearful. Fearful of the other person leaving and what will become of your life if they go. In these relationships, why is it sustainable? There's no trust. There's just feelings. I have a mansion on sand. No foundation. There's no trust in these in soul tie relationships. There's not trust. That's why you got to control the other person and you're afraid of what's going to happen if they leave and you have no idea where their mind or heart's really at. Okay? <laughs> but you have these you can have these dramatic experiences with them or significant experiences with them that um are typically aligned with trusting relationships, but you did you had the experiences without the trust. So we're building a mansion with no foundation. Okay? So we are doing the motion of a relationship, of relationship, doing the motion of, of two people who have, a, who have commitment with each other. But we, ha- we do not have the commitment and we do not have the trust. Okay? Understand that you can have, understand you can have a verbal commitment with somebody without in your heart being committed. So regardless of whether you are actually like technically in a relationship or not, Ugh, I feel like somebody needs to hear this part. Do you want, I want to tell you this part. This is very important. I think I'm going to do a whole series on this on my Patreon because people are so obsessed with getting like the identification, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the husband, the wife. I believe that you are that when you enter into the energy of that. So you can do, you can have the commitment, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, best friend, mother. Ooh, you can have... Oh, God, not mother. You can have the identification, the label of the thing without being the thing itself. You are doing the thing with no trust between you. So I am in the motion of a relationship with you without having the integrity of someone in a relationship. Oh, God, I feel like I got to move on. So I have no trust, just feelings. Building a mansion with no foundation. You are on sand and not the rock. So these are the kinds of things that make this kind of, that make this unsustainable. So I am in the motion of relationship or in the motion of commitment or in the motion of intimacy. The motion of intimacy without having the heart of intimacy for you. Without having the heart of it. Y'all got it? Empty commitment. Great way to put it. Yep. Great way to put it. That's why so many people are hurt. That's why we're doing this. Because so many people are hurt. Because they have been living in mansions that are sinking. Building mansions with people with no nothing on the bottom. Okay? This is why I feel compelled to do this. 
This is very, this is, this is good. Y'all are following y'all with me. I like that. Okay. What else makes this unsustainable relationships that exist in fear? You said there's a lack of emotional maturity. So we're controlling and we're fearful in these types of relationships. Relationships that exist in fear rather than love are catastrophic. Relationships that exist in fear rather than love are catastrophic. Relationships that exist in fear rather than love are catastrophic. It doesn't mean that two people aren't good people. It doesn't, as individuals, it doesn't mean that it couldn't have been something else. But when we have, when, but when we are relating to each other in fear, fear of losing you or fear of losing me, fear of giving to you because you're going to take advantage of me. And so I withhold, but I keep showing up. God, I don't want to do it. Fear. Okay. When we exist in fear, we are catastrophic catastrophic road. Okay. It's just a, I I tell people it's just a matter of time. Okay. Anytime that you are existing, living, relating in fear, it is just a matter of time before that thing blows up. It's just a matter of when and how do you hear me? It is just a matter of when it's going to blow up and how it's going to blow up and how much is it going to hurt and how long is it going to take you to heal and what baggage are you bringing into the next relationship? It's just a matter of time. Okay, so the best thing that you can do, fear comes up in all relationships at all different kinds of times. Right. So it's just a matter of how you are managing the fear. We, we can't we, we're not going to live a life in the absence of fear, but it but it but it matters um, how we manage the fear. What type of fear is it? Is it a fear that can be controlled or is it a fear that can't be? All these things inform what you do next. OK. So these relationships are messy, codependent, because soul ties us like, I need you to be me, and I feel like you need me to be you. I feel like we've got to be together or else. So the stakes are super high when you're looking at a relationship in that way, okay? So that brings me to my next point. They are distorted. Are y'all following me? They So, so soul ties are, you're looking at the relationship through a distorted lens, like in a fun house where small things look big and big things look small. You have a distorted sense of this person's importance. Like I can't go on without you or like our life um, mission, our life purposes are so closely intertwined that if you jump ship, I'm screwed. And if I jump ship, you're screwed or I'm screwed or every, we've got, it always comes down to, we've got to stick together or else. Okay, like this very dramatic, high stake um, kind of feeling sense. Okay, um, also, and after this, after this kinds of relationship has ended, a distorted sense of their importance. So it's not just when you're in it; it's when you look back on it and you're wondering why you can't move on, and you're like, "Is it a soul tie?" And it's, and then even sometimes I think calling it a soul tie gives it this sense that it's going to um, this almost like unbreakable connection. Okay, so we have a distorted sense of this person's importance. It's not that I really believe that there that there are people that can be that are assigned to your life that are distinctly aligned with your purpose and the vision that you have for your life, not just yours, but that God has for your life. I believe that people are distinctly there are are people who are distinctly 
aligns with your purpose. So it's not that there aren't assignments to your life. It's that your assi- your life assignment, your purpose does not depend on another individual in order to complete it. Hear me. Okay. That you can be closely aligned with a person and this person and you and that person can support each other in the in life purpose and path vision all of that stuff but if that person leaves you you still got your purpose if that person dies you still got your purpose and seriously i want you to almost like think about it like that if that person died would that mean that you are purposeless if that person died does that mean that you are hopeless if that person died okay does that mean that you are stripped of everything that is for your life. Well, no, and it's easier to see it when you think about death, but I need you to think about it with breakups too. When when, the, when there's a breakup, when there is a split, when there is a separation, a divorcing, okay? You've still got your purpose. So even if that person splits, even if that person, even if there's a divorce, even if there is a death, that you still have the identity and the purpose that is for your life, Okay, so we can have assignments in our life. We can have alignments in our life. We can have supporters in our life, helpmates, all these things, right? But though but but that you as an individual, your life purpose is not dependent on another individual. Okay? That is that is that okay? So let's talk about how does a soul tie happen? Okay? I'm going to give you three reasons why how do, how a soul tie happens, okay? Number one, rooted in trauma, and this is similar to like a trauma bond. This is the type that is exactly the kind of person that triggers you. The type of person where it, right when you're ready to get close, they pull away. When you start sharing your feelings, they shut you down, laugh at you, whatever. Or someone who is smothering, who seems to want all of your time, who is jealous, okay? Um, the type of person who might be unable to care for their own feelings. So they fall more on that codependent side rather than the hyper-independent side. So you might be in a relationship with the type of person that is exactly the type that triggers you. We get caught in a healing fantasy. Let me give you some vocabulary that might be able to help you. So a healing fantasy is the re- the repetition of a cycle. Is that is that a... Is that an, uh, what's it, what's that word called? What's it called when you say the same thing twice? A repetition of a cycle. That's kind of saying the same thing again, right? It is a, it is a, it is a repetitive pattern. Is it, that's the same, that, that, again, I just did it again. <laughs> I just did it again. It is a pattern of trying to get a different result with the same variables. Okay. For example, where you had a, um, let's go, let's go kind of like very clear example. Um, father in addiction, explosive temper shuts down. Okay. Um, when he does speak, he is violent. Healing fantasy, repetitive, um, cycle or pattern. It is the repetition of the behavior trying to, when I was a child, I tried to get my dad to, for, this is the example. When I was a child, that same explosive father, I tried to appease him. That same explosive father, I tried to um, get ahead of him, five steps ahead, because I wanted to make sure that everything was perfect so that it would minimize the, the chance that he would blow up, at least at me. I, I, try, I tried to contort myself so that um, I would be pleasing to him, because although his addiction was not my responsibility, I took the, 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 I took the atmosphere of the home 
home as the burden on my shoulders because I saw that, dude, let me not get too much into somebody's business. But look, so that same experience that you had as a child, the healing fantasy is like getting those same variables, getting with somebody who look, who, who, who in my, who in your mind, your perception is very big while you are very small and you are the appeaser and the doormat while they get to go and do whatever they want and they get to express all of their needs whenever they want to do it, but you don't get to say anything. And, and as a matter of fact, you go, you go beyond not just saying anything, you actually go out of your way to make sure that they're comfortable when they haven't checked on you in the last three months. So, so that's like a healing fantasy where you keep like, where you take the same variables that were present in the dysfunction and you try to make it functional. Healing fantasy. So when you are caught, when you haven't resolved to let go of what you could never control, when you haven't resolved to let go of what you could never control, you play out a healing fantasy in your present life, in your adult life. The fantasy of getting a different result when it was when you're dealing with the same problem. Okay? I, I think y'all got that. So how does a soul tie happen when you connect with somebody who is who who has some of those variables? that were present before when you tried to get the dysfunction to become functional, they have some of those same variables that were present in that past dysfunction. They have it in the present. Okay. So soul ties can happen when you connect with someone, with someone like that. Y'all got it. So that's one. How does soul tie happen? Let me give you, let me give you two more. Number two, you didn't have boundaries. So we said that these, these relationships are messy. Didn't have boundaries. And so what was for your uh, exclusive relationship was now for the person that you are casually dating. What was for your marriage was now for your girlfriend, boyfriend. What was for your, uh, okay. What was your responsibility in monogamy and exclusivity? You, you, you took on the responsibility before you were monogamous or exclusive. And so you had messy boundaries, Okay. And, and so how does a soul tie happen when, when that happens, when the feelings are there, but the structure is not. Okay. When the experience is there, but the, the expectations are not. You hear that? When the experience is there, the experience of being in intimate relationship with you, the experience of being in commitment with you, but the expectation is not there. So there's no standard to be held to or to hold someone else to. There's no structure. Wherever there is not trust, safety, or security, there is fear. One of the most problematic things is that people don't attribute where they got the fear to the right person. Ah, wait a second. Thank y'all for buying a badge. I appreciate that. Hear me. One of the one of the one of the most one of the wildest things is that people where where fear was in their fear grew from their last relationship because there wasn't trust, safety, stability, there was no structure, no foundation. And so they're scared. They were scared in that relationship, but then they move forward and don't attribute the fear to the right source. So now they're scared of everybody when they should be, when you could. Look back and say, it makes sense that I'm afraid because of the way that this relationship developed and what I was existing in. A culture of fear, of control, <laughs> okay? And so do I have reason to fear? Yes, because I didn't put the right structures in place. Yeah, I was scared. Yeah, it was scary. Yeah, I was on edge. Yeah, yeah, I was anxious. Yeah, I was stressed. 
and th- and people don't people don't necessarily consider that. Oh, when I put the when I when I go back and think and and and, and more strategically build my relationships. Right. Strategic does not mean manipulative. Strategic does not mean lie. Strategic and honest. Strategically, strategic in, in this context, meaning I will build the trust and I will build the safety and I will build the security in before I try to build the mansion. Before I in, before I break my boundaries down, I will strategically put in place the foundation that is needed in order to maintain the mansion so it does not sink. So yes, one of the things that um, that we that we're seeing a lot right now in the in the in the dating world period is that people are afraid and rightfully so because of the situations that they have come from that they co-created. But they're but what people are not doing is critically thinking or even stopping for long enough. And definitely enough people are apparently not going to therapy um, to be able to recognize where it is that they have um, that they have. Uh, where they're, where they're able to see how they have co-created that kind of experience, and this is how people are literally confused as to why things aren't working out because it looked like one thing, but it really was sinking. It looked nice, but in reality, I didn't have any structure. I had no foundation. It looked good. I liked the experience, but I didn't have. Structure, foundation. I didn't have integrity in my building. And so it's no wonder that it crumbled. It's no wonder that it crumbled. Okay? So whenever you whenever we're doing whenever you're doing something that implies security in relationship when there is not security, there is a mismatch of your experience of, of what you are perceiving in real time and what it actually is. Okay, so how are these soul ties happening? People are doing things that look like one thing without the integrity of the thing. I am calling you my relationship, but we do not have the energy of a relationship. We do not have the stability of a relationship. We do not have the foundation, the integrity of a relationship. I just called you my boyfriend. I just called you my wife. Gosh. This is this is good. I don't know. This is good to me. I feel like this is good. Let me see what y'all doing. I try placing boundaries with my soul tie to realize I can't build the foundation after the mansion. That's should we come back to that, Kira? I want to come back to that. <laughs> Let's come back to that. I love this. This is placing accountability on my actions and providing responsibility, which helps me to see I can change my future. Be transformed by the renewal of the mind. Do not be conformed. Oh, this is it's a perfect verse. It's a perfect verse. This is Romans. 12-2. This is Romans 12-2. Somebody put it in the chat. Romans 12 colon 2. Look it up. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So that, do y'all know there's an extra part to that verse? Ugh. So that, so that through testing, you will be able to discern. I gotta put my note, I gotta put my notes down. Romans 12-2. The whole verse says this. Do not be conformed by the world, do not be conformed to this world, to this world, do not be conformed to this world, be molded to the form of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that by testing, you will be able to discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Do not conform 
to this world. Don't do what everybody else is doing. That's why people got problems. It's because they're doing what everybody else is doing. Do not be conformed to this world. Don't don't keep having sex with no commitment. Don't keep doing. Don't keep opening up your heart with somebody who's not there for you for real. Do not be conformed to this world just to say you got a ring. Do not be conformed to this world because I know what they're doing on Instagram. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that by testing sand rock, so that by testing what are we standing on, what are we really living in. So that by testing you, not you will be able to discern rock or sand, good or bad, red or green, yes or no, go or stop so that you will be able to discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. If you love and need the spiritual foundation for your mental and emotional health like I do, join us on Patreon. Rock Solid has just started and I want you there. Rock Solid meets three times a month and one Saturday a month. On Wednesdays, we're meeting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And on Saturday, that one Saturday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, this is taking the place of monthly workshops because I believe we need to be invested, not just curious, consistent, not just convenient, strategic, and not sometimesy. You can join Rock Solid with the link in the show notes below. Of course, you can also find the links on my, you can always find the links on my Instagram. Aside from Rock Solid, there's also a tier called Reattachers, and that is $5 a month, where I record regular Patreon episodes live and give, and the replays are there as well. And I give you additional audio content for things like secure dating. Actually, we did that on video. <laughs> I give you additional video content and additional audio content. Make, um, things like for things like secure dating making an impact on your environment and other bursts of help that go deeper and more specific than what you will find on instagram i hope that this is a year where you will get involved and you will get active and proactive and strategic with your evolution i'm so excited about what we're going to do in 2023 let's get back to the episode as a patreon member it's absolutely worth it. Thank you. Y'all will not regret it. I appreciate that. Thank you, Janielle. Appreciate that. Last thing on how soul tie happens. Last one, unclear endings. So we said rooted in trauma. When you didn't have boundaries, the mansion on the sand, no foundation, that kind of stuff. Um, last one, unclear endings, which I think is just an offshoot of not having boundaries. Unclear endings. The door is open. It's fluid in and out. These are the people you're like, we've known each other for the last 13 years. Like, I mean, now they're just around, like it's just fluid in and out when this person, right. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Flowing in and out. Um, it also doesn't need to have happened over a long period of time, okay? These are just relationships that, again, don't have structure. We flow in and out. It's a relationship of convenience, of desire, of carnality. Can't get into it. That's for Patreon. Carnality, impulse, your human desire, whatever. You know, I know not everybody wants to talk about that. Flowing in and out, okay? Just They're like childlike relationships, which um, I think is one of the big reasons why they're so attractive to people because it seems fun and it seems like harmless and it seems like, oh, this is just like this, um, it's like these like starburst moments. Like, wow, look at all of the things, look at all the shiny objects, look at all the glitter, look at all the gold. 
Okay, but it's like a funhouse mirror. It ain't what it looked like. Okay, not to say that relationships that start with with strong bursts are not real. But we, I also said at the beginning of this, I, I mean, I can't think of the last time I contradicted myself because I also said at the beginning of this that it's not that it's not two individ, two individuals that aren't good, and it's not that it could not have been good, but it's that I built the mansion without the foundation. So it's not. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all following me there? So starbursts or big kind of moments, cool, right? But can can you do you have the maturity to back it up and say, I want the mansion, but I also want it to last. I want the mansion, but I don't want it to crumble. Hey, I want the mansion, but I know that there's some things that way I need to make sure of first. Right? I'm not I think y'all understand what I'm saying, right? We're gonna talk about how do you handle this? How do you handle these soul ties? Therapy, number one, number one, therapy, please. Um, therapy, get to the root. So we said that um, these kind of soul ties, these messy relationships, this attraction to your trauma because of the healing fantasy that you have in mind. Okay, therapy will help you to extract this. Someone just said the sunshine, the sunshine sun, 420, just said, sign up for your workshop. We talk about the... <laughs> So the moment of silence was needed. You're right. I, we probably did. Sometimes, you know, I get excited. It's a lot going on. A lot going on. Um, okay. So the workshop will help you to understand the different pieces of this of these attachment um, issues. So therapy is good. The attachment uh, workshop is $30. It used to be $180. Like now the $30. Because we got so much to, I need you to know what's going on with attachment and the different pieces on how to heal this thing and how to extract that root stuff. That's in the work, the workshop and it's $30. So go to the resource store in my bio, okay? So therapy. Number two, conscious separation. So, so considering what does this person represent to you and have you dealt with that? What is the um, the thing that you are still resentful about, bitter about, angry about, sad about, grieving about, and have you dealt with that? What is the thing that you still have? I deal with. A, I work with a lot of people who are like, I still have questions about why they did this and why they did that. Have you dealt with that? Have you gotten to a place of acceptance that you you may not ever know? And are you still able to move forward? What is, are, are you able to consciously separate from the attachments, the links, the cords? Whether that meet what. The cords between you and that other person. Can you consciously separate? Don't just sit in the frustration. Don't just sit in the upset. Don't just sit being like, I wish I could stop thinking about this. Or I wish I wouldn't want to keep having these dreams. Or I wish I wouldn't keep dating the same person. I wish I wouldn't. Don't just sit in it. Go to somebody that can help you to separate from it. You have thoughts. Thoughts don't have you. I know that sounds simple, but most people live opposite. You have thoughts. Thoughts don't have you. You have feelings. Feelings don't have you. When people are so overwhelmed and stressed, I'm like, first thing is you probably are, you're probably disoriented. Come here. You're probably disoriented, meaning that I am orienting incorrectly to this problem. I am or. Mm, I am orienting incorrectly to this problem. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed. I feel panicked. I feel stuck. Stuck? Wait a second. Stuck? Couldn't be. Look, oh, well, <laughs> couldn't be stuck. Couldn't be hopeless. Wait, 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 wait. Couldn't be that. I must be disoriented. I'm not calling you. 
I'm not, I must be disoriented. I must be looking at this problem incorrectly to think that these feelings have me or that these thoughts have me or that this past experience has me or that this present experience could overtake me. First of all, I must be disoriented. Second of all, I probably don't have the right solution to apply or I am not um, thinking clearly enough to apply what it is that I need. Okay, so I'm going to pull up on my therapist and say, I'm going to pay you to help me. That's what I'm going to do. Instead of just roaming around, do, 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 twiddling my thumbs, waiting for something worse to happen. No, absolutely not. All right, let's move forward. Have mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual boundaries. When you have those and you, when both people have them and both people are respecting them, that is building trust. Okay, that is building trust. That is one way to build trust. So you need to have boundaries to get to know someone. Okay, having boundaries are different than walls. Okay, walls, you're in a defensive position. I'm afraid of you getting close. Boundaries, I want to get close, but I need to make sure that we're in alignment before I let everything down. Okay, it's not because I fear you. It's because I respect myself. Two very different energies, boundaries and walls, right? Intimate parts of your life protect. Opening up in natural ways rather than forced ways. Opening up in natural ways rather than forced ways. If we know that soul tie, messy type of relationships um, are more likely to develop when there is this trauma kind of connection, that healing fantasy thing that we talked about, Okay, sometimes those things happen because someone is too exposed on the front end. And so someone is attaching to your. Attach. Someone is attaching to your blood from the wound rather than your heart. Two different things. Blood comes from your heart and blood comes from a wound. Sometimes it's hard for people to tell the difference to why they're being, why they're attracted to each other. Okay. Maybe attracted and connecting to your heart. Okay. Your blood, who you are, or attracted to your blood that's coming from your wound. Okay. Heartbreak. Heartbreak happens romantically. Heartbreak happens um, parentally. Heartbreak. Okay. So someone can be attracted to, hey, Allison, someone can be attracted to your heart. Someone can be attracted to your blood, your wound. Okay. So sometimes that happens when you're too exposed on the front end. So something like, like, for example, childhood trauma. Okay. Now it's like, okay, you want to you wanna be connected with someone, you want to be close, you want to be vulnerable, you know that childhood trauma can affect how people show up in the present, but you would also want to open up in natural ways rather than forced ways, because when people try to force those kinds of connections or that kind of intimacy, that kind of depth, but the relationship doesn't have the infrastructure to hold it, so you're again, you're building that mansion on sand, Okay, I want to get deep with you, but I don't have the foundation to hold your depth. And a lot of people are disappointed and hurt right now because they opened up to people who weren't able to, they don't have the capacity to, to, to receive their flow. And so they're flowing out to someone who doesn't have a cup to receive them. So we got a lot of hurt people that are very upset 
about this. Very upset that they opened up and it didn't work out. Very upset that they poured their heart out and someone ignored it, dismissed it, um, made it worse, right? We got a lot of people who are very upset right now because they didn't have enough bound, they didn't have boundaries around the intimate parts of them. So they overflowed to people who could not receive them. Last thing here, ask questions. So how do you, how do you prevent, how do you handle soul ties? Ask questions. And we need to build discernment. We're going to be talking more about that on Patreon, but you got to ask questions like, why are they there? Um, we got a, plenty of people, plenty of people <laughs> are lonely or dissatisfied with their own lives. And so they will, they, they will attach to people for the sake of the attachment, but not for the person on the other side of the attachment. This is my last thing. People who are lonely or dissatisfied with their own lives, okay, will attach to people, will make many attachments with people that look like mansions but are on sand because they are obsessed with the attaching itself, the experience of being of being wanted or feeling wanted, the experience of, of having a, someone to talk to, the experience of having company. They're attracted to the experience but not attracted to the person on the, hey, Dr. Cheryl, but not attracted to the person on the other side of the attachment. I'm, I am, I become more anxious, more obsessed, more interested in the attachment itself, the cord itself, rather than the person who is on the other side, okay? And so when you ask questions and have boundaries and have more of a slow pour and a slow opening with someone, you're able to assess better why they're even there. And especially when someone, again, is lonely or dissatisfied with their own life, you are at high risk for being an attachment that they want, but not the person that they want. Because if someone is unsatisfied, unfulfilled, feels holy in themselves, with holes in themselves, with gaps, holes in the bottom of their bucket, even when you pour in, it won't be enough. So that's why people like this, who are able to make these messy connections with unclear endings, deep connections or what appears to be deep without actually any integrity. Okay. It's because they have this, 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 uh, lack within self. And so they just need someone for moments to try to fill them up or make them feel like they're worth something. But the issue is not that they don't find people who are willing to pour in. The issue is that even when they pour, that type of person won't believe it anyway. This type of person that I'm describing, when even when they're in the presence, even when they're in relationship with people who can, with people who can, the issue is not that... So then the issue is not that those people don't exist. The issue is not that there aren't healthy matches, but the issue is when you look at me like somebody that you want, I don't believe that I could be someone that you want. And so no matter how you treat me, no matter how good you make it, I do not identify with the way that you see me. So I'm able to make connections with people that mean nothing. I'm able to have physical intimacy with people 
with no integrity in the experience. I'm able to do things that look like commitment, but I don't experience myself as someone who's worth committing to. So when I do the thing, I'm not in the energy of the thing. So it looks like one thing. Come back to minute five, minute five of this hour and a half live. I'm glad I started early. So, so we, we said that experience that, that relationships like this, they're like funhouse mirrors. Small things look big, big things look small. What appears to be is really not. If I don't know who I am, and especially if I don't have a positive concept of myself, even when you look at me, uh, with favor, even when you look at me positively, I do not see myself that way. And so ultimately, I will reject. Right? Ultimately, I will reject. So all this was from this, 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 um, this last point about how do you handle soul ties? I say you got to ask questions. Why is this person even there? Why are they in the state that they're in right now? What do they think about the state that they're in right now? What is their worldview? How are they experiencing life right now outside of you? I don't care. Wait, wait, look, I don't care how you feel about Taylor. How do you feel about life? How do you feel about 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 your experience right now? Do you have? Are you optimistic? Are you cynical? Are you? Um, do you, do you, do you see progress or do you see regression? Are you experiencing how you care about me or how you, how you feel about me? No matters how you feel about you. That matters more than, than what you think about me. Cause look, I know I'm fine. So <laughs> wait a second. Like, wait, wait, I, I know what kind of teeth I got. Like I'm not, I'm not blind. <laughs> okay, so it's not about what you feel about me. It's what you feel about you and what you think about the world. And honestly, ultimately, we got to talk about this on Patreon. What do you think about God? And not and I'm not talking about do we share the same religion? I'm talking about beyond that. Dude, don't get me started. I gotta go. We're going on here kind of long now. I'm not. I'm not talking about do we share the same religion? Although I need you. I know I need Christian, right? But um, I'm talking about how do you see God? Because that's gonna affect how you move through the world. So it's much less about how, what you think about the, what somebody thinks about you. And it's really about like, what kind of concepts do they hold in their own mind that will be applied to you? The filter, the lens will be applied to you. You understand what I'm saying? So I need to know, you need to know what kind of lens filter that somebody, what kind of lens do they have on their camera? The subject that's at the end of your lens is Taylor. I'm fine. I'm good. Right? So I know this. But what's the lens that you're looking? Because the lens is going to affect the way that you see me, not because of who I am, but because of the lens that you're looking through. Another episode done. If this episode was helpful for you, will you share it with someone who might also benefit? Remember that reattach, um, the reattach Patreon is available for you. There are two tiers to choose from. I should mention, I want to mention this. I want to tell you this. Um, if you join rock solid, you get access to everything that's in reattacher. So if you join the higher tier, you get automatic access to everything that's in the lower tier. And I also added additional benefits. So, um, aside from just the four meetings a month, you will also get 50% off of all eBooks that I already have and anything that I publish. And if, there's definitely going to be some stuff coming up. Okay. So you're going to get 50% off of all eBooks, all replays, all class registrations, classes that I do on my own. Um, 50% off of all class registrations. And you'll also get a free download of scriptures for security, which is a 10 day devotional. You know what to do. You know where to go. 
I'll see you next week.